And you're, you tell this candidate that if you don't fit this model, this is going to be a really hard place for you to thrive. But if you do fit this model, this could be one of the most rewarding seasons in your career because your career will launch because you, you fit into this. Every single individual has a story to tell and they're great stories that need to be heard. I want every listener to know they have the ability to change the world. Welcome to the 1720 Podcast. What's up, Mountain Movers? Welcome back to the 1720 Podcast. Stewie got tied up, so I'm going to hit you with a solo mission today and talk about the Hoot and Holler, a great story that talks about core values. We'll talk about effort, uh, some updates on the youth ministry journey, and uh, an upcoming event that I have going on tonight. Excited to share some stories and some wisdom nuggets with you, but I'll first start off with, I'm recording this on Friday morning. It's the morning after the big DPR hoot and holler. And this is my first time of attending this event. And it was phenomenal. I think it hit a lot harder for me just knowing what we went through as a mountain mover tribe these past several weeks of hearing the Annette Leslie testimony and, and Carson's story and his purpose and and what the Carson Leslie Foundation stands for and what what it does for our community and for our children. And just showing up to this event, it just meant something so much more than a country music concert. And, and, and it was a celebration and it was so cool to see so many people in the construction community and developers, architects, everybody just celebrating together. And whether the people in attendance knew what we were celebrating or not, or, or felt the weight of it, it was just an awesome time. And my goodness, there had to have been about 2,000 people in attendance. So if you've never went to one of these events and you're in the construction community, I highly recommend you check this out. Casey Donahue was playing. You couldn't make it 10 feet without seeing somebody that you knew. So it was almost like a construction reunion. I never even saw half of that venue at Gillies because I couldn't make it. My wife and I would try to walk from where we were at the bat to the bathroom and you would run into so many people and I loved it. it there's so many great people in our industry. It, it, it adds fuel to the tank to me to just see so many great people and how our com- construction community shows up, how happy and, and celebratory everybody was. It, it was just an amazing event. I'm proud of the DPR team. I know how much effort that took to pull that off. And uh, they should be very proud of what they did and the money they raised and the impact that they're making in this community. I was proud to be a small part of it and and look forward to next year already. The bar is set really high and you'll have to forgive me if my voice is a little raspy today because there's a lot of scream conversations that you have. Several guests, I was with Matt Fisher, Justin Parscale, several other guys. And when, when, when the band comes on, you, you are screaming at a high level. Um, and I got to meet some great people like Casey Crow over at DPR that, uh, put in a ton of effort to make this event possible and just caught up with so many different people. So again, if you haven't checked this event out, I highly recommend putting it on your calendar next year. It'll be worth it. Whether they're a competitor or a client or not, you'll get some value out of showing up. I guarantee you that. And it just really makes me think about Carson Leslie and how he had a purpose much beyond our understanding. 
And a night like last night tells me that and shows me that his legacy lives on. So check it out next year. Put it on your radar. It is worth the time, worth the investment, and it's right around Valentine's Day. So you get to you could bring your date, have a Valentine's date out of it, get a babysitter if you have kiddos. It's it's worth it. I want to transition to a story uh, from a lunch that I had last week. Uh, it was an introduction lunch. Just wanted to meet some good guys in the industry. And uh, so we broke bread. We had a great conversation. We were just talking about business, life, all the things in between. And it was uh, two gentlemen from Hutcherson Construction over in Arlington. And after the lunch, they invited me to their office to come see their recent renovation. And uh, it was right up the street. So we hit the road and went to their office and they explained more about who they were and what they stand for and we went to this back room where they built out some more office space and also kind of like a, a meeting spot that has a putting green, ping pong pool, all that sort of cool stuff. And I looked up at the wall and they had these like large 3D letters that look like their core values. And I was reading them and we were talking and then I saw effort is non-negotiable. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is awesome. What a coincidence do y'all mind if I take a picture of this and, and Reed and Shane, who I was meeting with, they're like, yeah, no problem, man. And so I took a picture and then I started explaining further why I wanted to take a picture that our friend Shane Tollison, who was a, a guest on the podcast, he's the head football coach and athletic director for Waxahachie football. That was the title of his episode. And I started explaining that to them and they were kind of smiling just waiting for me to, to end and and then they go, yeah, we, we listened to that podcast and we updated our core values after hearing his story. And that was one of those moments that just gave me goosebumps from head to toe. I was so excited to hear that because I know I love Shane. He, he's such a passionate leader that's building warriors over there in that football program. And it's not just about football. He stands for something much greater He's been through a, a journey to get where he's at today, and he's trying to accelerate those lessons learned in the hard times and pass that wisdom on to our next generations. And, and just seeing the impact from somebody listening to his story where they're willing to model their values or up, update their values based on that core value, it just meant so much to both me and Stuart to hear that because that's, that's why we do what we do. This is a labor of love. There's no money in it. This is just trying to make a positive impact in our construction industry, in our community, and just lift each other up. And so it was incredible. Shout out to Reed and Shane. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing story, uh, one of those goosebumps stories, but it's also impactful. And, and we really started breaking that down after after the goosebump moment of having effort is a non-negotiable as a core value. And we started talking about that from a business standpoint. How, how do you sniff that out? How do you, you're, you're trying to hire, you stand for it, right? So like everybody existing, you can get on board like, hey, effort's a non-negotiable. Do we understand what that is? Do we align with this? Yes, cool. But what about somebody entering your company? And I recently just took a second lap around Patrick Lencioni's 
ideal team player. And his three core values from that business fable that happens to be a construction uh, business fable, they came up with hungry, humble, and smart. And so hungry, same thing. Effort is a non-negotiable is essentially what they're saying. And that book did a really good job of making you think and expand your perspective on you, you got to hire for it. You got to live it. Each person needs to fit those core values and, and not all three at, at a top line level, but that's really hard to find. That's almost like a unicorn status, but two of those three cannot be completely missing or you can't be super hungry, but not humble at all. And you're just beating down the people around you around every turn. And so we started talking about that and, and, and how do you do that? And, and I think one of the ways that we can, if effort is a non-negotiable in your company, one way you can try to sniff that out is just by being transparent in that interview. And the ideal team player talks about this. And I've talked about this in some of our leadership circles of, you know, you don't want to dangle carrots of like, just because you think somebody is awesome, like, if you're telling them something that you're not and they and they are rock stars, if they don't fit your model, they're going to leave or it's not going to work well or they're not going to jive well with your team. So it, it's not necessarily saying that effort is a non-negotiable should be your core value. It's living out your core values and then, and then speaking about them in an interview. So if, in this instance... You, you straight up tell them like, look, you see these words on the wall. This is what we stand for. This is how we make decisions. And this is how we act. And you're, you tell this candidate that if you don't fit this model, this is going to be a really hard place for you to thrive. But if you do fit this model, this could be one of the most rewarding seasons in your career because your career will launch because you, you fit into this. And, and hopefully it really makes that candidate think about it because you know that candidate, if they want that job, they're trying to put on their best face and they might be trying to say whatever you think you want them to say, but that's not the goal. We want to find out who is sitting across the table from, from us. What does this person stand for? What drives them? What, what experiences do they have that from their past, present, and where do they want to go in their future? And, and does that all align with where we're trying to go? And so hopefully there's a nugget or two in that for you when it comes to those. Um, but then also reality check, like, do you know the words on your wall? Or taking a step back from that, do you have words on your wall? And what are they? And do you feel like they're emulated each and every day? It, and, and if the answer is no, this isn't to beat you down. It's to start building you up. It's to start having those conversations with leadership like, hey, we got these words on the wall. What can we do to, to stand for these? What kind of actions can we take? What kind, of, what kind of strategies can we put in place some collaboration to make sure that we're realigned with these values? And if after much discussion, you just don't see that those words on the wall fit where you're trying to go as a company, maybe it's time to reevaluate those and put some new w- words on the wall. And sometimes that refresh reinvigorates the, the, the passion behind people. And you could, get, you could get a group of people unified if that's truly your DNA of the company. Like, don't go read a book like Ideal Team Player and then hit that Staples Easy button 
and just say, oh, we're hungry, humble, and smart. Because that's not really sustainable. It, it, it could be something good to aspire for, but at the same token, you don't want to not be authentic because authenticity wins. You want to be who you truly are. And if, and if there's some room, some room for improvement on who you are trying to be, that's okay. You can work into some of these things. But do your research, listen to podcasts, read books, talk to your circles, and, and, and make those core values your own. And, and then after you make them, it's the importance of walking the talk. So uh, Jeff Parsons, a couple weeks ago, he mentioned the book at, at, towards the end of his episode, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0, so BE 2.0. There was a quote in that book that I end, ended up turning into a daily motivation, and it was by Winston Churchill, and it was, before you can inspire with emotion, you must be swamped with it yourself. Before you can move their tears, your own must flow. To convince them, you must yourself believe. And that is, that is powerful, and, and that is very real. People crave authenticity. They want to follow an authentic leader. They want to stand for something that's authentic and, and, and bigger than themselves. And if you're beating that drum every single day, this is what we stand for. This is who we are. And then you're going to see action back up these words every single day. I promise you, you're going to find a unified group of people that are rowing the boat in the same direction. And if you have a paddle or two in that rowboat that aren't, those are people that potentially don't align with your core values. And, and it's not import, as important to them to walk the talk when it comes to those core values. So do some evaluation and, and reflection on, on do we align words on the wall with our actions? Is this our actual DNA as a company? Are we authentically walking the talk? And, and, and if you do that, I think you're going to see some fruit on the other side of that and some breakthrough with your teams and with future hires. So be intentional with that. Be intentional with your interviews. Don't just try to land the fish in the boat when it comes to a candidate. Get the right one. And, and sometimes that effort is non-negotiable. You have to rally around the existing team and say, hey, we're going to be patient with who we hire because we don't want to make a wrong hire that 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 brings down the values, the vision, the purpose, the mission, whatever whatever y'all are standing behind. So we need to rally together, work hard, put in the effort. And, and once we find the right person, we will get them on board and then start shedding some of that workflow. Uh, but w w when you're transparent about that, then they know that there's there's a milestone we're trying to achieve. It's it's not just like, is this how full my plate's going to be forever? Because that could really bog somebody down in the long run. The next thing I want to talk about is the youth ministry journey. Um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I started a journey several months ago of serving at Life Church Wednesday nights. It's called Switch. It's for 6th through 12th graders. And quite honestly, I, I was lost the first several weeks. I didn't think I was really making an impact. Um, I, I would crack jokes about like the kiddos in there, and 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 what I needed to do was have faith that showing up and that consistency would prevail. And, it, and it's so funny the parallels in our personal life, our goals, our business, and then in this ministry journey, just how important consistency is. And so 
I am now, we, you, the structure of this, the kids play from like 6.30 to 7. Then there's a worship in the, in the, uh, the main room. And then there's a, a message that's to everybody. And then we go in our breakout groups. And so my great breakout group is about 20, uh, give or take a few, eighth graders. And, and before this sweet spot, I would just fill in wherever somebody was needed. So if somebody didn't show up, I'd go to sixth, seventh, eighth, and it didn't matter to me. I, was, I wasn't trying to select anything. I was just trying to show up and serve. So I was good with wherever they needed me. But they know well that building relationships and that consistency, that's where some of that magic happens. And I kind of trusted that system and just keep showing up. And over the past several weeks, that journey with those kids has been filling my energy cup these eighth graders are are so awesome, and, and and this past Wednesday when we were meeting, everybody was engaged, and there there was a few jokes cracked, but people are getting comfortable sharing their testimony. They're they're helping each other out. Um, I've seen some very personal things get shared, and 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 one thing that rocks my foundation continuously is these kiddos are going through things, and thank goodness for this these seeds being planted early of, of community. They they're with like-minded individuals. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to get better, whether they want to be there or not, they're there. And a lot of these kids are consistent, consistently there, which is, which is awesome. That was not something that I had at that age. And, and you just hope that there's some nuggets that you drop along the way that really help them in their journey. And one of the things that I started doing was we have those 1720 bands and I started bringing them. And there was two things that I, that I told the kids. The first, I was like, all right, when we break out into small groups and when we're worshiping in the big group, I have one request from you guys. Can I get one thing from you? And they're all locked in. And I'm like, just don't be the group. Do you know what that means? And they kind of looked around. I'm like, just be below the worst group here. Like, don't be the ones running around, throwing things. Just that's all I ask. Have fun. I'm, I'm not trying to be a drill sergeant here. I want you to have fun and hang out with your friends. Just don't act a fool. Is that, is that fair? And I, I, they got around that. And the other thing, I, start, I started bringing those wristbands, one of each color, each week. And I explained what Moving Mountains was. I didn't even talk about the podcast. That's, that's not the point of it. But I started nominating a mountain mover of the week. And I'm like, hey, this is going to be the one that shows up respectful, uh, is vulnerable, willing to share some things, um, engages in conversation, and maybe stays off TikTok. And so after several weeks, I've noticed that it really matters. And, and, and it's they want to be seen. It's It's the consistency piece. But that recognition means a lot to them because if I think about it, if I'm in eighth grade and my my youth ministry teacher recognizes me, gives me a silicone band, you best believe I'm telling my parents about it on the way home. Like, look, I got this because I was well behaved, and and that's a notch in the belt, and 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 it's been fun. And a, and there's new kids each week, so we kind of explain it and what was awesome. So I only I usually only give one a week, but this past week there was one kid that I asked like, so what, what, what does moving mountains mean to you? Like the, the physical structure, I get that. And that thing, that seems daunting. 
And this guy goes in and he starts talking about it's, it's what is the mountain in your life? Like doubt, shame, uh, fear, and, and whatever that mountain is in your life, have faith that you can move it. And then he immediately goes, it's just like in that piece of scripture, faith as small as a uh, mustard seed. I say to this mountain, move, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you are getting a band right now, sir. Um, so that was Amiro. Shout out to Amiro. Super proud of him. But it, it's been an awesome journey now. I, I, I'm loving it. At first, I wasn't sure if if I was the right fit for it, but man, it, it's an honor to to help lead these kids and help, you know, make them happy. We have fun. Like we're, our, our group gets a little rowdy, but in a good way, we're celebrating each other. Uh, they're respecting each other. There's, there's no talk over anymore and, uh, the engagement's incredible. And so it, it's, it's been a journey. Um, I think there's a lot of parallels to raising our own kids or, leading teams in the fact that you're acknowledging them, you're respecting them, you're asking what, or you're telling them what's expected of them. And then you're consistently saying, staying on the same things over and over. And I think consistency wins, right? We talk about it with goals all the time. Consistency replaces the want or feel to do it. So when that fire goes down, you got to let that consistency and the habit of continuing to show up and stand for the right things and do the same things over and over to replace that. And that's where real growth comes because everybody can show up when they're on fire for something. But what about when the fire burns out? Last night I was out late at the Hootenholler, but I got goals to achieve. So I might have slept in 20 more minutes than usual, but I'm doing my morning routine. I'm waking up, I'm doing the same steps over. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting my mind right for the day ahead because that's a day where I know I got to show up even more is when it's a little tougher. I'm a little more tired. That Those are tests. Those are pop quizzes in our life. And that's where we got to show up even more. Um, it's uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait for already for next Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I just love those kiddos and I, I love their hearts and um, I just want them to keep showing up and, and, and keep being there for each other. The other, the other thing I want to mention now that we're on the face side is, uh, I'll give a shout out to Veronica with Andres. She got me turned on to the series, the chosen. And if you spend any time in the Bible, specifically the new Testament, this series is incredible. It really humanizes the, that new Testament and brings some of those stories to life. Like you watch how Jesus is initially recruiting those disciples before these, before some of them even saw a miracle, you know, like eyewitness of, of a healing or something. They, they just, they believed and he said, follow me. And then they follow. And it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing correlation where you get to see it acted out. And then you start reflecting on things like, would I have the faith of following this dude when I when I hadn't heard of him before and he's just asking me to walk away from everything I've known and potentially walk away from my family to follow a greater cause? Like talk about the ultimate leader. And and then you get to you get to see like Matthew for example, the tax collector and and we know him as the tax collector, but then you get to see how he acted and 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 how he transformed over time. 
And it's, it's awesome. It, it pulls on your heartstrings. It, it makes you wonder things like, hey, did Jesus have a sense of humor like that? I really wonder. It's really cool. Um, season one of The Chosen is on Netflix. Season two, I'm in the middle of season two right now. It's in, on Amazon Prime. And then I, I actually don't know. There's a third season. I don't know where the third one is, but I'm certainly going to look it up. The last thing I want to talk about is... I have something tonight that I've been looking forward to for years. Um, I have my first daddy-daughter dance. And now, a couple years ago, part of our dance studio, we did like an on-stage number, and that was fun, but that took like practice, and it was staged and all this. I'm talking about the one at the school where where you dress up, you bring flowers, you do all these things. And I've been waiting for this, and I always credit Josh Carson with this. Josh had his went his now oldest daughter. I remember seeing their first daddy-daughter and taking him taking her on a date, and he was wearing a suit jacket and flowers. And I just I just asked him about it because I wasn't a father yet. And and he's he was talking about how excited he was and how genuine and 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 trying to model what a respectful man should do for a woman. And ever since that moment, I remember even before having a girl, I'm like, I want that opportunity if I ever have a girl. And now I have a girl and she's in kindergarten now, tonight's the night. And so I I can't wait for that. Um, I did not get that chance in like the preschools or daycares. I would always ask like, hey, is there going to be a daddy-daughter thing? But we were facing those few years of COVID and that did change a lot of events and all that. But I cannot wait. Um, I, there's no way she's ex- as excited as I am. And I just want to do all those things that a guy like Josh modeled for me and, and just set the standard for what you should expect of a, out of a man and the manners and the grace and the kindness and the fun. And uh, I, I, I can't wait for tonight. Hopefully I'll have a report out soon after this, after this evening, uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you all today. Hopefully you got a nugget or two out of this. Uh, We will return next week. And uh, in the meantime, y'all keep moving mountains.